Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Yami Bros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. The Me Bros Podcast. JD's 85. Jerryman 85. How we feeling, fellas? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I forgot to throw a little Jay-Z voice on y'all because I am the GOAT right now picking games. And wow. my boys are the GOATs of the NFL. So, you know, I feel like it's, uh, you know, fitting for me. I was about to come out here, but I figured I'd just go right straight to the Jay-Z voice. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay. You okay over there? Okay. All right. <laughs> I think Jeremy's so. Jeremy's feeling good. Jeremy's feeling good about life. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's got, uh, as uh, Tommy Davidson said on Martin, he's cooking. He's hotter than a, than, a, than a bucket of fish grease or whatever he said when he was on Martin. I don't think he don't quite think said it like that. No. It, may have, yeah. it may have been a pot. Hey, I don't care. Uh, I'm doing good. We're alive. My Tigers got another dub. My Texans got another bye. I think the, the big thing we got going this week, uh, all my teams continuing to win. Um, and, and I think right now, man, I think it's a, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, man. I'm Mr. Rogers right now, besides my picks being terrible okay. this week. Okay, wow. Jared, Jared, man's feeling pretty good over there, despite uh, him being exposed with some bad picks uh, this, this, this past week. But uh, we got a lot to talk about today, guys. Um, some NFL, some NBA. A lot going on, so uh, let's get right into it. So let's start with the Steelers uh, beating down on my Carolina Panthers. I'm not too happy to report this, but fellas, what do you guys think about that matchup? It was just a weird game how we started out, and uh, let's start with Jared, man. What did you guys think about that? Um, I, I thought it was a game that you guys were going to win, to be 100% honest. Uh, I lost Facts. some money on you guys on this one, so this is a part of my bad picks. But you got to start the game. You open it really well. Christian McCaffrey had a great game. Um, he he continued to, to exploit the matchup with linebackers. Gets the touchdown in the first possession. And I'm like, here we go. 7-0. All they need to do is not give up a quick touchdown. And what do they do? Give right. a 75-yard touchdown on the first play of offense. And then the next play on defense, Cam's getting pressured because their offensive line was awful for the game. He tries to throw the ball to Greg Olson, overthrows him, pick six. 13 seconds after they go up 7-0, they down 14-7. And game over. Game was – I didn't say it was over, but the way that pass rush started getting after him, it looked that whole defensive line for the Steelers. I don't know, man. They they, they looked a lot better than they normally look. Uh, and I'm not sure how much of that to attribute to the Panthers and how much of that to attribute to the Steelers. So, um, I definitely lost a lot of confidence in the, in the Panthers. Um I think when you look at that that roster now and you look at the wins they've had that were impressive wins um, at the time, uh, the Bengals don't seem like they're that great of a win anymore. Ravens don't seem like they're that great of a win anymore. Um, they beat Tampa Bay in a, in, a, in a game where they play pretty well, but that's not a great win. They beat the Cowboys in a low-scoring game. Uh, I'm not going to completely backtrack off, off of them um, as far as – obviously, I think they're making the playoffs, and I think they're a good team. Um, plus the fact that I don't think the NFC is is that good this year. Uh, everybody talked about it being the best conference. I don't think it, I don't think they are. Uh, I think it really is the Saints and the Rams right now, and everybody else. Um, I'm not going to overreact and panic. 
Pan got the one game on a Thursday night short week versus the Steelers uh, when ultimately I think McCaffrey's good. I think Cam's having the best season of his career, had another two-touchdown game. But the biggest thing for them is going to be can they protect Cam? I mean, dude, Pittsburgh. It's pretty bad. Pittsburgh, they have a decent pass rush. They in the 85 Bears, and Cam got hit like Deshaun the first six weeks of the season. I mean, it was pressure. And I did <laughs> every every possession. So um, I think this is more of a of a blip than a trend. I don't I don't expect them to continue to lose games. I think they'll put it back together. But this obviously uh, was a, was an embarrassing loss. Yeah, man. It uh, I actually had to turn the game off. Uh, but uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. I'm I'm gonna have some short memory. Uh, from this past uh, Thursday, and we just got to move on to next week, man. We just got to move on. But Jeremy, what do you think about that matchup? Are you guys sure you don't want to go a little further into uh, how good, disappointing man. you guys were? Or I'm good. Jerry, I, good. I mean, I, I expect to hear it. Okay. But remember, the ball don't lie. The ball don't lie. We don't, we don't talk about Dez. Ball don't lie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> there was enough X's thrown up. There was enough X's thrown up for Dez over the weekend. So. Uh, I'm okay with that. Oh, that was slick right there. I caught that. At the end of the day, when you made this pick, and you were so confident in it last week when you made this pick, Jared, I said after the pick, this was your worst pick of the week. It was obvious. Look, when there's a good team playing at home on Thursday night, I don't care who they're playing. You don't bet against them. The Thursday night home team, if they're good, is going to win. It's that simple. It wasn't that I thought the Steelers were so much better than the Panthers. It wasn't that I thought, oh, man, you know what? This just seems like a terrible matchup. It was simply they're playing on Thursday night, and they're going on the road, so they're going to lose. And that's what this game came down to. As much as we want to make it about everything else, Thursday night football sucks because nobody is really prepared. You're essentially going out on the field, and what is going to be the big difference? One team has a primetime hype crowd, and the other team isn't really prepared. Neither team is really prepared. I'm going to go with the team that's got the crowd behind them. So Cam goes up down the field. One, one thing I will say about Christian McCaffrey, I think that was a little uh, – his stats were great. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey's a great player. He's a lot better than I thought he would be. I don't want to hear any Christian McCaffrey shade, Jeremy. No, no, he, he's a great player. He's a lot better than I thought he would be. But if you really watch that first drive – the Steelers put the blueprint of how they were gonna be, how they were gonna play Cam. Every time they ran that play action, they just hit Cam, and they let Christian McCaffrey run. Every time they ran another play action, the uh, read option. Every time they run a read option, they hit Cam. Every time they run a read option, hit Cam. Christian McCaffrey kept gashing them, but they said, "Look, we're gonna hit Cam every time y'all do that. We're not going for Christian McCaffrey. We're gonna hit Cam." And by the end of that drive, when they went to the next drive, what happened? They stopped doing read option because they got tired of Cam getting hit. So at the end of the day. I thought that was a brilliant play by the by the Steelers defense who doesn't get enough credit. Mike Tomlin's one of those guys who, when they were looking terrible, everybody was saying, oh, man, Mike Tomlin needs to be fired. They look terrible. And now all of a sudden they've won like six straight. And, you know, I don't hear anybody saying, you know what, Mike Tomlin should be in the conversation for coach of the year. I think that the way that defense has come together, he's got to have his fingerprint all over that. And I'm not going to take too much into it. Because I saw this coming. It was Thursday Night Football. But one thing I will say about the Panthers, the Panthers have played four games on the road. Those games, they were blown out by the Steelers. They lost a very ugly game against the Redskins. They also lost to – who was the other loss? Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember who – Steelers, Redskins. Uh, the, 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 the Falcons. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. The Falcons. 
They lost to a Falcons team where they got torched. And then they came back from being down 17 points to beat the Steelers. So, but overall, I'm not too concerned with the with the loss for the Panthers. I saw it coming. It was Thursday night football. But I will say this. On the road this year, four games. The Panthers have played five games at home, four games on the road. And going into that game, they played five of their eight games at home. So they've got a big road stretch coming up. And what we seen, what we seen for the Panthers on the road is they lost at Atlanta. That's not a very good loss. They lost to the Steelers. That obviously wasn't a competitive game. And they lost to the Redskins in an ugly game. The only road game they won was a game they were down 17 points in the fourth quarter and didn't score into the fourth, fourth quarter against the Eagles. And we can look back at that game now and say, hmm, that probably wasn't a very good win because the Eagles look terrible. So okay, I'm gonna stop I think you that's there. something to watch. That's that's they look enough. like a that they look like a different call. team. This let me, let me give you a, let me give you a crazy a crazy stat on the Panthers. At home, they're averaging over thirty six points per game. On the road, they're averaging under twenty one points per game. On the road, they are averaging, I think it was like twenty three percent of their other uh, players were run plays while or, yeah, while on, at home they're averaging like sixty something percent. It was something crazy like that. So they need to run the ball when they get on the road, and they need to start really uh, carrying this home team. Uh, on the road when they go. I, I think this though, Jeremy, like you can you can make that point. You can say, oh, they got all these road games coming up. Have the road games that got it versus trash teams. Like I, I don't want to like they got this week they had the Lions. They're favored by four points on the road because the Lions gave up on the season. Um, if, if you're looking at the rest of the games they got on the schedule, I, they, there's not really any of them that I'm I'm like besides the Saints that I'm like uh, oh they can't win this game or I don't see them winning the game. If you look at it, they play. The Lions on the road, they put the Buccaneers on the road, which I would expect to be a win. They put the Browns on the road, I would expect that to be a win. And they played the Saints. I expected that to be a win for the Falcons, too. Here's the deal, though. Falcons have a quarterback that can't throw the ball when it's under under 40 degrees or under 50 degrees and it's any kind of wind. I don't expect that from the Panthers. And like I said, when, when I look at it from the Panthers' standpoint, I think they're going to be right in the hunt. I mean, I think – and and full disclosure, Jeremy uh, – after after Thursday night said that the Falcons were going to make the playoffs and the Panthers were going to miss the playoffs now, um, I, I was trying to tell Jeremy at the time that I called before the season the Falcons were going to finish seven and nine, and that the Panthers were going to win the division. Now I could be wrong with the Panthers winning the division because the Saints look super good, but to say that oh yeah that Falcons loss wasn't a good law or isn't a good loss when the next week the Falcons probably should have beaten the Saints or had a good chance they. They, they lost in overtime, but I think Drew Brees scored with, like, what, eight seconds to go or something to send it to overtime? Uh, like, I don't, it's like a minute I don't think that's a bad loss. I think that's – I think at the end of the day, I think we're, we're reaching a little down. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, that was something that was – you know, the, the Saints couldn't have done, but the Saints weren't playing great football at the beginning of the season. Their defense looked terrible, and the Saints barely got a win. If the Saints would have lost that game, it would have been a bad loss. They just won an ugly game. We're going to agree to disagree, guys, but let's just keep moving on. Another surprising uh, matchup that we didn't see coming were uh, how bad the Titans beat down on Tom Brady and the Patriots. Just crazy, crazy, 34-10. to uh, Jerry, let's start with you, man. What did you think about that matchup? What do you think? Uh, you do, you, do we basically think the Patriots were exposed? Uh, did, did they see a – anybody else see a blueprint on how to, how to attack those guys? Yeah, yeah, the Patriots were exposed. They're exposed that they have no receivers with any kind of speed. They're exposed to the fact that they are very vulnerable this year. And they're exposed to the fact that their only real win this year was against Kansas City. 
And other than that, and that was really because Mahomes looked a little shaky in the first half, like the like the pressure was getting to him, and then he settled down in the second half and put up 31 points in the second half. If you look at every other game they played this year, they haven't beaten another impressive team. If you look at this game from start to finish, Tennessee stomped them out. They played press man with some of the worst cornerbacks in football. I mean, Malcolm Butler is playing press man a lot, and they could, they could get off the line of scrimmage. Nobody could really run routes. Tom Brady was hit a lot. They took him out with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. That's how bad they were getting beat down. But if you want to look at ex- exactly what it was with the Patriots, I hate to say it, Tom Brady's starting to slip, and nobody wants to say it. Tom Brady doesn't look like Jeremy, Tom Brady anymore. Jeremy, that's that, he that doesn't look one like Tom game, Brady. man. I, I've, I've well, seen no, no, Tom no, no, Brady no. play at it least is, five is, games this season. It is, it is not one game. Let me give you the stats from Tom Brady against the Blitz. Tom Brady against the Blitz for the last eight years before this season against heavy blitz, so six men or more. Tom Brady against the Blitz had 77 touchdowns and no picks with six people or more rushing in the last eight seasons. This season, his quarterback rating, when six people or more rush, is dead last in football at 56%. I mean, 56. So at the end of the day, Tom Brady's really starting to – Pull a little Eli where he's looking down at the rush. He's not. He doesn't seem comfortable in the pocket. He doesn't have receivers that can separate. And at the end of the day, the Patriots are going to win this division because the Buffalo Bills are terrible. The Dolphins are terrible. The Jets are terrible. But when they get to the playoffs, they're going to get mollywopped. And you you heard it here first. It's going to be ugly. I don't think they're going to get out the wild card round. All right, 85, what do you think about that, man? Do you agree? I, I will agree that, that Tom Brady is not looking the same as he usually does. He, he's got uh, one touchdown pass the last three games um, combined. So I think when you look at the way that he's playing, I mean, that, that game was not close. Um, and I think Tennessee's got a, a really good defense. Their defense ain't like that. I mean, it's not where they, they should just be shutting you down to 10 points per game for a team that has Josh Gordon and, and Amendola – or not Amendola, Edelman and, and a lot of weapons out there. Um, and they even had Sonny Michelle back for the game. So um, if I'm looking at Tom Brady for the year, I think he's he's definitely dropped off some. I don't think that they're a great team uh, on the road. I think that's really what it boils down to. If you look at how they played this year on the road, they got blown out by Jacksonville on the road. They got blown out by Detroit on the road. Now they get blown out by Tennessee on the road. Their only road wins they got, they beat the Bills in a very, very, very ugly game. Uh, and then they beat the Dolphins with uh, – with, I'm, not, no, I'm sorry, that Dolphins game, I don't even think was it. I think that was in New England. So, uh, I mean, they just haven't played very well on the road at all this year. So, um, if you look at, at at the stats from Tom Brady this year, they're definitely down. Um, on the year, he's currently got 17 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And that's not a bad season. But for somebody who doesn't get sacked very much compared to his normal numbers, um, he's just not the same player that I think he, he has been. But – I agree with Jeremy. I think they're going to struggle on the road. Uh, I think they're not going to get a, a top two seed in, in the uh, playoffs. I think they're going to win the wild card round because uh, I think they will end up with the the probably the three or the four seed. As long as they don't catch the four seed. If they're a three seed, I think they're fine. If they're a four seed, they can't. Oh, yeah. If they play the Bengals, they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't even think it's going to be the Bengals, though. I think the team that's going to make the playoffs out of the uh, out of the AFC at the wild card spot, and it's going to sound crazy, it's going to be the Colts. Andrew Luck is balling right now. Uh, he's got, wow. he's got bold prediction right there, guys. They won three straight. He's got six straight three touchdown games, six straight. 
You know how hard it is to throw three touchdowns in a game? You know how hard it is to do it six weeks in a row? So they, they play a lot better. Their offensive line is not hardly giving up any sacks. Um, I think they put it together and, and end up with that, that last playoff spot. And I think the Patriots could probably want one playoff game, but they're not going to Super Bowl this year. What, what about the Titans? You don't like you don't like the Titans to keep uh, keep this up. Mariota's actually starting to look pretty solid. I, I um like what I saw from him. He didn't look like his like he didn't know how to play quarterback uh the last couple of weeks. So well, you, you well, don't think the Titans can here's the thing, right? See how Jared just dropped his boy? Just just forget it about his boy Mariota, man. Here, crazy. Here's the deal. Obviously I I've been a fan of Mariota. Mariota was good. Um his first his first couple of years, he looked he looked like he was trending towards elite. Uh I remember uh Actually, year three, uh, when the Titans beat the Packers and beat Aaron Rodgers straight up. And there was a stretch where he had like a 10-game stretch where he had 23 touchdowns uh, to, I think, two picks. And he looked like he they were they were putting up points in bunches. Uh, he's been terrible for like the last 20 games before the last two. Like, you realize that, that like over last season and the first few games of this season – he had like five more interceptions than touchdowns. Like he was looking awful. And then last two games, he's put it together. So if he, if if Mariota can play that well, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be a tough out. Uh, I just don't expect him to continue to play that well because he'd been playing so poorly for so long. Uh, I'm not sure if I believe it just because he did it for a couple of weeks. He's gonna have to prove it to me over a longer period of time. I trust Andrew Luck um, more than I trust them. And the thing about Andrew Luck and the Colts, Andrew Luck never lost the Titans in his career. Like every time they play, it's it's, it's a bad matchup. So um, we'll see how they how they handle them. But Andrew Luck's throwing the ball extremely well. Um, the shout out to GSO Eric Ebron um, for I mean he's been balling. He had three touchdowns this week. He's got ten touchdowns on the year um, at tight end. Uh, so another bad release from the from the Lions. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, right. I don't think the the Patriots are going to be um, bad. I just don't I don't see them making a, a deep run, and I think if they, if they catch the wrong matchup, you're right, Jeremy, I think they could lose to, let's say it was the matchup versus the Chargers in the first round. Well, the Chargers are going to win that division, so that's cool. But we'll talk about it later. Definitely interesting takes from you boys, man. I, I It's going to be definitely interesting to see what Tom Brady does moving forward with the Patriots. But I think uh, everybody's really uh, anticipating this matchup this week. Uh, Chiefs versus the Rams. Jared, what do you think about this matchup? I think this is probably the most anticipated game of the year so far. I mean, it, you know, one thing about the NFL is uh, this year they've given you the matchups that you want. Um, I mean, we got Rams Saints, which was a big game. We got Patriots Chiefs, which was a big game. We got Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, which was a big game. Uh, and we got this. And the only other game I would have wanted was Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. But they wouldn't have known that ahead ahead of time because nobody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be this good, especially not myself. Um, but with that being said, I think this is a this is a prime game for the Rams to be able to put a beat down on the Chiefs. And by beat down, it's not going to be some huge blowout. I think they win the game solidly. I think they're going to beat the Chiefs by ten points. Uh, Chiefs, in my opinion, haven't been playing great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you look at it, the game is now being moved from Mexico City to LA, so that gives a home field advantage. Um, plus, you throw in the fact that um, I, I think that the Chiefs didn't play necessarily well versus the, versus the Cardinals this week, uh, the, this this past week, um, and I just don't think they they're clicking on all cylinders right now. I think they're a good team. I just don't see the Chiefs as, and everybody talks about how good they are, and I think they have a lot of great weapons. Um, but I just I just think that they 
typically are able to keep Patrick Mahomes upright for most of the time. I think they're going to be able to get some pass rush. Uh, the Rams are going to get some pass rush on the Chiefs this week with Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue, who seem to both be playing pretty well. Um, I think they're they're going to be able to run the ball and control the clock with Todd Gurley uh, to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand uh, and I, our hands. And I think at, at the end of the day, I'm going to pick the team that's home that has more to play for. Because if you're in reality, the Chiefs they're up two games on basically almost everybody besides the Chargers, and they have the the you know they beat the Chargers and have the head to head. The Rams know if they lose this game, the odds of them catching the Saints or the Saints flipping twice is probably not very high. Uh, I think they're together. I think the Saints, uh, the Saints are motivation for the Rams, and the Rams are able to uh, to pull this game out and win a game. I'm going to call it high scoring. I'm going to say 42 to 31, 11 point win um, by the Chiefs. Everybody, okay. Sorry, by the Rams. By the Rams. By the Rams. Okay, cool. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think about this matchup, man? We see this completely different. Uh, and the reason why we see this completely different is because you have way more faith in this Rams defense than I do. The Rams this year have played six games against good quarterbacks. Those games have been against Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson twice, Phillip Rivers, and there was one other one. Who was the other game they played? Maybe Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, yeah, that's who it was. In those games, 16 touchdowns, no interceptions, 125 quarterback rating, uh, average of 365 yards passing. So, Patrick Mahomes coming into town. You really think they're going to be able to stop him? Who is Marcus Peters going to guard? Are you going to put Marcus Peters on on Tyreek Hill? Of all the people that you want to be able to expose Marcus Peters, would you think it would be that coach that had him there last year and traded him away? You think Andy Reid knows how to attack Marcus Peters? Do you? Let, let's go. Let's go to the running game. Let's go to the running game. So. Okay. Let's look at Seattle. Not, yeah, Seattle. What did they do to the Rams last week? They had 34 carries for 273 rushing yards, an average of eight yards a carry. So, do you think maybe the Kansas City Chiefs will be able to run the ball against them? Do you think maybe some of these bubble screens will work? Do you think that maybe Cooper Cup tearing his ACL because it's really gonna help, gonna hurt uh, the Rams and not give them the weapons that they need? I think the Kansas City Chiefs defense is trash, and I think the Rams will be able to score. But the Rams have absolutely no answers for Kansas City's offense. Is way too many weapons. They don't have to worry about the pass rush holding up because all they're gonna do is take a whole bunch of slant routes and run seventy five yards to the house. At the end of the day, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs because they have more weapons and they're not as dependent on scheme i think the Rams scheme a lot of people open and it's awesome the the chiefs are very very similar they have a lot more window dressing but it's still like the, the exact same plays and they're pretty basic plays they just try to fool you and try to figure out what you're doing based on it but my point is i really trust patrick mahomes more than i trust jared goff i think jared goff is a solid quarterback but i don't think he's patrick mahomes i think this score is going to be very high scoring but i'm going to give the chiefs an edge by about a touchdown I'm going to say it's going to be both teams over 40. I'm going to say it's going to be maybe 48 to 41. I'm That's, that's going to be my pick, okay. and I'm going with the Chiefs. One quick thing, though, Jeremy. You said Marcus Peters does Does Andy Reid not know how to attack him. I don't think I don't think it's a secret how to attack Marcus Peters. He's very aggressive corner. Yeah, just throw at him. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's not a bad corner. He's, he's, he's had a couple bad weeks, but <laughs> he's, uh, he's super aggressive. He's going to bite on a lot of plays, but I think at the end of the day, is I think the bigger advantage would be Marcus Peters, who's played versus Tyreek Hill 
for a ton of a ton of practices. He's played versus Patrick Mahomes last year, who ran the scout team all season. I think him having an understanding of what they're doing as an offense from a concept standpoint, from having to face that that offense in practice, I think is a bigger advantage on his side than it is a disadvantage on any other side. It's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Because obviously being able to play with Tyreek Hill and understanding Tyreek Hill can run a four two forty and run right by him is really good for him to understand. It's, I get, if if somebody is a route runner and you go, Oh man, I know his uh you know, when he goes in this technique, he's probably going to run this route. Yeah, that stuff's pretty good. But, hey, when this guy's going to run past you and you can't run with him, there's not really a lot of they – don't, they don't really need a lot of clues. It's, hey, you might want to play off, and if you play off, I'm probably going to run a comeback route. So, end of the day, I think if you bet on this game, you're going to lose some money, brother. All right. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's move on to some NCAA football, boys. Uh, big time matchup, you know, Alabama has been playing well, um, back to back shutouts guys. I mean, it's, they, they, uh, they look like they probably might be the best, arguably the best, uh, NCAA football team in history. Um, but two is a little vulnerable, you know, he's, he's getting hurt on and off. Uh, can he stay healthy, Jared? And do you, do you feel like Alabama's reached his peak as far as just being a, being a whole programming team? I actually don't. I, I think they're in trouble. Um, and I, I don't think they're in trouble from anybody besides Clemson. Uh, but I, I saw a lot of things in that game that made me feel very confident as a Clemson fan um, that we would be able to get the job done. Um, I mean, I think if you look at it just from a, a realistic standpoint, they had during the game, they they had a lot of pressure on Tua. Tua got hit way too much. Um, and I think if you're going to look at it from just a realistic standpoint, I just didn't I didn't see them um, having a lot of ability to protect him. And as well as he had been playing, they shut him down. I mean, they scored the, the score was 24-0. In reality, that that wasn't really a shutout. I got I, I don't care what anybody tells me. Like you can you can try to explain to me how it was a shutout. Hold on. In reality it's not a shutout. What do you mean? Please explain. So during that game, Mississippi State scored a touchdown. And during the play, when the guy was running a touchdown, the guy from Alabama dove to try to make a tackle. And when he dove to try to make a tackle, they caught a block in the back from a Mississippi State player who was behind him who didn't touch the guy at all. So it had nothing to do with the play. It was a terrible call, and they took a touchdown off the board. They never they they didn't end up scoring. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call that a uh, you know in my opinion not a not a legitimate touchdown. Uh, but the reason I think the Alabama is gonna have some problems. They held Alabama to 17 points. In reality, the game really should have been 17-10. Mississippi State. Well, well, you you said you said how they should have had seven, but why should Alabama have not had 24? Because of the fact of, and it wasn't Bama's fault, but Bama shouldn't have. uh, They shouldn't have gotten a free play off of the fact of Mississippi State muffing a punt inside the 10 at the end of the half. Ball. No, no. What I'm telling you is, in re- reality, from a defensive standpoint, I'm not saying that Alabama didn't. But what I'm telling you is, as far as Alabama's offense that everybody tells me is by far the best offense in the country, uh, they they mustered up a total of 20, uh, 17 points by themselves. And then Tua got hurt. for. He's come out of the game now for was it five straight games with an injury. And they say he's going to play versus Citadel this week. And so I don't think it's anything serious. But if you're playing Clemson, a team that can get more pass rushers than anybody else in the country, a team that has 
in reality for either first rounders or three first rounders and a second rounder on the defensive line, I think they're going to be able to get a lot of pressure. I think they're going to be able to expose a lot of what Bama doesn't do well, um, which is, in my opinion, uh, Bama doesn't, in my opinion, get to the court. They're not able to protect the quarterback besides Jonah Williams, who's their their left tackle. They have a lot of weaknesses on the other side. Um, and I think they're going to get exposed when they play Clemson. I, I really do. And I think Clemson Clemson's going to have some problems on their, with their defense because they got they get some pressure. But uh, I think Clemson, after looking at those games, I've said I thought Alabama should have been the number one overall team. I don't believe they're the best team in the country anymore. Wow, that's coming from a Clemson fan, though, guys. That's 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 preface wait, wait, that. Wait, but, wait. but some uh, good wait, points wait, there, Jim. What do you think about a, that? That's a Clemson fan. I didn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell by his comments. Okay, so <laughs> let me let me just get this straight. So they played Mississippi State, won twenty four to zero, did not give up a point. And you guys, how bad did you beat Boston College? Twenty seven seven. So twenty. So you guys didn't win as bad against Boston College. Who had their backup quarterback in because their starting quarterback got hurt? Well, how did their starting quarterback get hurt? You guys heard him. And what has been the problem with Alabama? That I mean, they don't really have any problems. They said the problem because the they don't need to play. Hurt. Let's look at. Let's just look at the, what what we're you're you're talking about. Oh man, they look more vulnerable. Let me tell you about vulnerable. How about they had they had 30 carries, Mississippi State, for 44 yards. That is 1.5 yards per carry. And you know what? They had one carry for 38 yards from a quarterback. So and then you, if you take that out, they had 29 carries for six yards. That is what you're looking at with Alabama. Uh, if you're looking at their passing attack, they had 125 yards passing. So they didn't co- compile 200 total yards in the game. That is what you're looking at with this Alabama defense. Meanwhile, the real story about quarterback is, can Trevor Lawrence make right decisions? Can Trevor Lawrence not try to force the ball into positions he shouldn't try to force the ball into? Is that the question with Tua? Is he going to... Mm, how many interceptions does Tua have? I think Trevor Lawrence had as many in the last game as Tua has all season. Jeremy, Tua, Trevor threw one pick last game, and Trevor's got 19 touchdowns to four picks. It's not like he's turning the ball over. Jared, Tua, Tua is, if Tua is a 27 on a level, then Trevor Lawrence is a four. Like that's how big a difference it is between Tua and, Here, here's and Trevor the thing. Lawrence. I, I, don't, I like Tua. Tua is, right now is by far the Heisman. But, like, we're 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 talking crazy talk. We're trying to add, like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence right now is leading the ACC in touchdown passes, and he's top, I think he's 11th in passer efficiency in the country. So, like, it's not like. Jared, I think I'm second in, in ACC in passer yardage and, and touchdowns. And I haven't played a game yet. Jeremy, all, all I'll tell you is this. As much as you want to talk about Alabama and how well they're playing, th- their defense is pretty good. What what are the pass rank offenses for uh for Mississippi State and LSU? They're 106th and 104th in passer efficiency. And one thing we know about Alabama, you can't run on the ball in Alabama if you can't throw the ball. So I think if you, you can look at it and try to say, oh, yeah, well, look at – how well they played in this game, and and oh, they didn't hardly give up any points. But in reality, they they didn't play a team that could throw the ball competently. So I don't I don't think that's some um, look at how good Alabama's defense is because when they play pretty decent offenses, 
they've dominated. I mean, they they've they've gotten dominated on on defense on a lot of possessions. So um, at the end of the day, I I think Bama's looking vulnerable, and I think if Tua gets hurt, then they're definitely super vulnerable. My thought is Clemson. If Clemson wins uh, and gets, I think they'll get to the national championship game to play Alabama. I think that game will be a game that I fall asleep in the first quarter because Alabama's already up 21. I don't think that game will be competitive. We already have money on the game on the fact that it won't be double that they'll win by at least double digits with both of you. And I will say this: wouldn't be surprised if Clemson struggles a little bit with South Carolina in a couple of weeks. Just keep an eye out for that game. Clemson, I don't think is as good no as people way. are trying to hype up to be. So, Jeremy, no oh, no, 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 that's no. a night. That's a night game now. And when they made the, the announcement, it was a night game. South Carolina football. All the South Carolina fans just said, "Oh no!" Literally, Twitter just had a, it was it was trending on Twitter. The South Carolina team, our fans' responses. You do realize they gave up forty four points last week to Ole Miss. What do you think they're gonna? And and and, and let's let's put this in perspective because because you talked about you know you saw what what Alabama did with Mississippi State versus Boston College. One, Boston College was ranked over Mississippi State. Secondly, if they shouldn't be though. Boston College, like they haven't played anybody. No, Boston College just wins. Secondly, Boston College game was on the road. Mississippi State game was at Alabama. Thirdly, they had a. If you watched the game, Mississippi, uh, Boston College had a a awesome punt return for a touchdown where the guy picked the ball off the bounce. That was, I mean, it was a great play. Our defense gave up no points, and that that offense who has an NFL first round pick running back for next year, that was the ACC preseason player of the year. At the end of the first half, they had negative one yards rushing. They averaged 240 yards a game. So I think our de- our defense and our team is looking very prepared for Alabama. Looking forward to the matchup. Good All right, fellas, uh, let's get back into some of uh, some of you guys' picks last week. Um, obviously, Jared didn't have that good of a week. Uh, Jeremy's plus 600, uh, plus 11 1100 uh, for the season. Jared's down 600 bucks last week. But he's still up a thousand bucks for the season. Jeremy's currently ahead of Jared by a by a hundred bucks for the season. Um, wow, what a what a turnaround right there, Jared. Let me let me start with you, man. Six hundred bucks down for the week. I know uh, my Panthers had a little bit to do with that, but uh, what what happened, man? Last week was the first week in a while where I decided I wanted to go big on a few bets. Um, I wasn't awful as far as the picks went. I was two and three. Um, Lions had the ball at the end to try to to try to cover, but they shouldn't have covered. Um, they played awful, and that was just the the, the thing that turned it around was I had the Lions for four hundred dollars out of the thousand because of the fact that I was like, I don't I don't believe in the Bears. Uh, I didn't believe in Mitchell Trubisky, still don't, um, and I expected them to come out and to play a desperate game. And I know that the front office kind of built on the season by trading Golden Tate, but I didn't think the players would. But then I watched the game, and the players. They threw that game away. It was an awful game. It was an awful display. Um, I mean, it was literally one of the most disappointed I've seen from a game because Chicago should have won the game by 100 points. You realize their kicker missed four kicks against the goalpost? You know how hard it is to hit the post four times and none of them go in? Like he, You had to try. Dude, it, I'm telling you, the odds of you, even if you were trying, the odds of you hitting the post four times and literally, there was a there was a possession where Bears drove downfield, thirty five yard field goal, hit the post. Lions got the ball back. Next play, Carryon Johnson fumbles the ball. Three plays, kick another thirty five yard field goal, and he hits the post again. So like, I, I feel like from my pick standpoint, 
Uh, I was obviously wrong on the Panthers. I was super wrong on the uh, the Falcons. Uh, they went three straight. My problem with that pick is I should have listened to my my past self when I told myself that they were going to go seven and nine and just not trusted the Falcons. Um, but the big one is you can go four hundred bucks on a game. You got to hit on it. I thought that was a six point spread was a big spread. They end up losing by twelve with the ball in the last play. Um, I was super disappointed because they didn't even try hell Mary. They try to dump off pass to try to see if they could lateral the ball for a touchdown. It pissed me off because Matt Stafford could throw the ball basically 100 yards. But with that being said, I'll be right back on the winning train this week. Um, that's my third losing week of the season. Um, I just got to get back on the winning side. Yeah, you definitely do, man. Uh, Jeremy, any comments about Jared's uh, last week's performance and uh, taking the slim yes. lead for the season? I mean, what, what do you have to think? What do you have to say about that? Man? Yeah, so essentially, the reason why Jared took an L last week is because he doesn't want to listen to me and you, Damon. He doesn't want to listen. Okay. Mitchell Trubisky is coming. Yes. Mitchell Trubisky spoiled your weekend. He really Mitchell did. Trubisky he really did. is the best <laughs> running quarterback in football. It, no, no, no. I shouldn't say that. He's the best runner at quarterback in football. Cam Newton is the most physical. He can run through people. Yeah, I'll give him that. I'd say Deshaun has the most open breakaway speed in space. That's Deshaun. Russell Wilson is the most elusive. He never really gets hit. But if you're asking me who generally has the best vision and the best runner with the football as a quarterback is Mitchell Trubisky. This dude literally gets like 100 yards a game rushing on broken down plays where he takes off upfield, and that's the reason why he has so many open passes. I think his passing lanes are very similar to Robert Griffin III's a few, year, a few years ago when he had that breakout season. He runs so much that there's always spies. Nobody really rushes the passer because if you get outside of your lanes, he will take off, and you know that's the easiest way for him to beat you. And then eventually – one of those weapons he has gets open. What's he got? 29, 21 touchdowns, nine interceptions this season? He is huh? He's 19. Is it 19? Yep. It's something like that. It's not, he, he's got a quarterback rating over 100. He's been pretty great this year. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky spoiled your weekend. And, Jared, what do you think about me saying that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a star in this league? I think that's laughable. I mean, I, look, man, I, I feel like this happens with Mitchell Trubisky. Anytime he has a good game, Damon hits me up. He's like, Jared, have you changed your opinion? No. You know why I haven't changed my opinion? Because of the fact that Mitchell Trubisky is, in my opinion, just like Dak Prescott. They're going to have some games where they play really well as Dak played this way. I can't say Dak played really well this week because Dak played awful passing the ball. He had a whole lot of open looks earlier in the game he missed. But I think he could. Dak can give you some games. I think Mitch can give you some games. I think as an as an overall talent, Mitchell Trubisky has a lot of talent because he can throw the ball. And he threw a couple passes in that game. I was like, well, those are really good throws. But a lot of that was bad Lions, not good Bears. Um, there was a slant route they threw where they had – it was a play. I've never seen this run in professional football. They literally moved all the safeties in the box and didn't rush them. And literally, they left man-to-man coverage – one-on-one with no safety help. So, literally, Allen Robinson goes on a five-yard slant, beats the guy off the line, they throw it to him, and there's nobody behind him to help, and he runs for, like, a 45-yard touchdown. I was like, I can't tell you that's Mitch Trubisky, but at the end of the day, is is he a decent quarterback? He's he's in the Ryan Tannehill category, in my opinion. 
Sure. No, 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 no. Don't do not do that. You you're looking at Deshaun and Patrick Mahomes, who have had some success, and most people are looking from that lens and saying, you know, he's not as good as them. And I don't think at this point he's as good as them. I'm not gonna go that far. But I will also say this. They both went to teams who have been perennial playoff teams before they got there. The Texans traded up to get Deshaun. They were making the playoffs with terrible quarterback play. And then the Kansas City Chiefs were making the quarter making the playoffs and they traded up to get uh to get Patrick Mahomes. He went to a true rebuild. He went to a team that had a terrible culture that was used to losing. And then after one year with a defensive coach, he had to change offensive coordinators and entire schemes over the next year. So the improvement he's made from year one to year two, especially considering that out of those other guys, they played a ton of college football and he didn't. I think he I think this quarterback class is going to be the best three quarterbacks since Eli, Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers. I think uh, he's going to be right there in that group. He's going to have a great career. And you know, you need to stop betting against the Bears, man. The Bears are the Bears are coming. I, I picked them before the season to make the playoffs, and they are the reason why you took that L. First off, though, I don't believe in that. I think I I hope I hope Mitch Trubisky is good because of the fact that from all accounts he's a super nice guy and everybody in the locker room loves him. But when you look at it from that standpoint of how well he played, he went to a team that you can say, oh yeah, well they didn't have a lot. You know what they did have? They had a ton of cap space. They had the ability, and they had they had a GM who had the ability to trade for a Khalil Mack uh, and, and a defense last year. That even last year was a top ten defense before they added Khalil Mack. They had a good offensive line that they started building when Jay Cutler was there. And I think at the end of the day, you bring in an offensive mind like Matt Nagy, who's who's right now one of the top five play callers on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so, like I said, I don't think that I don't think that Mr. Trubisky is awful, but everybody that tells me like I. Like this, you can only have a certain amount of good quarterbacks in the league, right? And we're not good. You can only have a certain amount of above average quarterback. If we're gonna try to act like everybody's above average, and like people were like Damon was trying to say when I say Dak's below average, oh no, no, no. Dak's not below average. I say Jameis is below average. Jameis isn't below average. Mitchell Trubisky is below average. At a certain point in time, you gotta like pull our list and you just go through the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and you realize by the time you get through. The Breeze, the Brady, the Rodgers, the Ben Roethlisberger, the Phillip Rivers, the Cam Newtons, the Matt Ryans, and Deshaun Watsons, and Patrick Mahomes. By the time you get through like the list of like good quarterbacks, you end up in the range where Mitchell Trubisky currently resides, and which I think is slightly behind Andy Dalton, maybe a little bit ahead of Ryan Tannehill. Maybe stop. I think he's right in that. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quick question. Um. I know that the the Bears have a great defense. They do. They're top five in the league. You know where their offense ranks in scoring? It's probably pretty high. Fifth. Fifth. They are the only team in football that has a top five offense and top five defense. So you can't put this on the defense and say, oh, man, he's getting carried by the defense. They're averaging 25 point, or 29 points per game, almost 30, 29.9. They are a high-scoring offense and you need to put some respect on Mitchell's Jeremy, name. How many times, yes, I said. How Mitchell. many times have you watched the Bears play where Mitch played awful or played not a good game, and they still put up a lot of points and still won? Not a lot where they put up a lot of points and won. No, I, not I watched either. the Seahawks game where he was awful. I watched the game when they played. The they put up like six points that game. <laughs> I thought they put up twenty plus in that game because I because I think it was twenty to thirteen. I think was the game. All right, but never mind that, Jared. Let me actually get to the facts. I was plus $600, and I'll tell you why. 
because I'm awesome and I know what I'm doing. Let me give a shout out. First off, let me just take a little sidebar and give a shout out to Jacob, friend of the show. He's a listener who shouted me out when I was minus $1,400 through five weeks. The first five weeks, I was $1,400 under. And you know what? He gave me a real good shout out on Facebook. So let me go and talk back because I told you guys before the season started, nobody knows who's good at the beginning of the season. And at the end of the day, when it got through week four, the people would know who was who and I would be back on top. So since then, the next five weeks, Jeremy Martin, $2,500 up. So at the end of the day, listen to me. I know what I'm doing. But for this week, I said I was going to be five for five on picks. I was very, very close. I should have been. And I'll tell you why. I said for sure the Saints were going to destroy the Cincinnati Bengals. They did just that. That was $200. I said Seattle was going to was going to at least cover 10 points because that was way too many points to give to a team that has the Rams defense. They did that. I said that the Chargers would at least cover 10 points because John Gruden needs to be fired into his year one of 10-year contract. I put $400 on that. That won. So what were the two games I lost? The two guarantees of the NFL, that the Patriots will win and that the Browns will lose. I went in with that theory. Hey, the Patriots win every week. Maybe they're going to win because they're playing Tennessee. I don't think very much of Tennessee, and I think they're probably going to win this game by two touchdowns. And then Atlanta, who I thought before that game had a legitimate chance of making the playoffs, versus the Browns team that looked like they were tanking, and neither thing happened. So I had only, only had $100 on this game, so I was a little off on those. But end of the day, I'm plus $600 for the week. I am plus... $600 last week, I am plus $900 a week before, plus $2,100 in three weeks. If you want to make some bets, put them on my picks. <laughs> okay, so there is a lot of really good lines here. I, 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 It's not a lot that I'm very confident in, but there's one line in particular that I am very confident in. I'm going to start off with that game. Pittsburgh at Jacksonville, minus five points. Jacksonville is a dumpster fire. They are terrible, and their offensive or their defensive line is getting pressure on no one. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive line will stymie them. James Conner will run ruptured over them, and they are going to be still upset from losing to them twice last season. I am going to go $500 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Next, the Houston Texans at the Washington Redskins. They are a minus three points. They are coming off of a bye. The biggest thing I see in this game, the Washington Redskins have three offensive linemen down, and the Houston Texans have the Monstars on the defensive line. I can see them getting a lot of pressure on Alex Smith. I can see Alex Smith trying to dump the ball down very, very quickly because he is checked down Alex. And at the end of the day, I thought that they were worth betting on. So, Deshaun, don't let me down. Jared, if you guys let me down, I will come in here talking so much junk about you guys next week. The next pick. This is a game I really didn't want to bet on because both teams are terrible, but I feel like I know enough about both teams to know how terrible each team is. This is Tampa Bay at the Giants. Tampa Bay is getting a point, and I am going to go $100 on Tampa Bay. Do I think Tampa Bay is good? No, I think they're terrible. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in that game, though, is going to be very, very comfortable because I don't think the Giants' defense is good, and I think Eli comes back to being Eli. So, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul going back home, 
watch out for that matchup. I can see him getting maybe three sacks in that game. He's he's I think he's got nine or ten sacks this season. He's having a really good season. So that's another matchup I think they'll exploit. Next bet, Philadelphia Eagles at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, that game, Saints are minus eight. I'm obviously going to go with the Saints. The Saints have seven straight weeks of covering the spread. They haven't missed a spread since the Browns game in week two. Think about that. The Browns game in week two, they've covered every spread since then. I'm going to stick with them for $200. And lastly, I'm going to go Minnesota plus three at Chicago. I know we just got done talking about Mitchell. I think they have a lot of talent on that team. But at the end of the day, I think the Minnesota Vikings are coming into form. I think that Kirk Cousins will put together some good performances. I think Adam Thielen uh, will have another breakout game. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure they'll win, but I think they'll at least cover three points. Worst case scenario, I get a push. All righty then. Uh, definitely a very confident Jeremy uh, with his uh, picks for next week. Jeremy 85, man. <laughs> What what you gotta say, man? Let, let me hear. Let me hear what, first how you feel right now, and then I, obviously uh, how you how you plan to recover next week. Look, man, I'm not the stockbroker is gonna come to you and try to give you the advice of, hey, look, every one of my stocks always hits. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Would you rather have the guy that's gonna get you consistent returns or have volatility? You know, realistically, I'm gonna give you consistent ooh, return. Ooh. So right now. I'm looking at my picks this week. I feel very, very confident in my picks. I'm going to go with them. My first one, and I'm doing them all for 200 because I did last week where I was like, hey, let's go big. No, no, no. Let's just stay with marginal, marginalizing these these games and, and seeing how the <laughs> records go. So I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings plus three. As Jeremy said previously, um, I'd already had that one down because I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. And I think that defense is going to get after him. You got Everson Griffin finally back. Um, you got the sack leader in the NFL so far this year um, who, who's on the opposite side of him. Um, I just don't – I don't see them being able to protect him very well, and I think that um, the Vikings are a more desperate team. Second game I have on here. This is going to sound crazy. Just mark me down. I'm going Oakland Raiders plus four. Look, the Oakland wow. Raiders are a dumpster fire. We all know that. But they're an NFL team. And they're playing the Arizona Cardinals, who might be the second-worst NFL team. And I think that the Raiders, after getting manhandled the last time out, um, well, the last couple times out, and they've scored – this is going to sound bad on my pick. They've scored one touchdown in the last nine quarters. Oh, that's awful. But with that being said, I think they finally put it together. I think they get a win straight up. But I definitely think they're going to cover the four points. Next game. Damon's going to be happy. I'm going to Carolina Panthers minus four. What is the big thing I always tell you when you're making bets? Smart man. They're playing the, the Lions. But whenever you get embarrassed on national television, always pick that team the next week. The Panthers got embarrassed. And not only did they get embarrassed, they had to stew in it for 10 days. And so now they're going to play the Detroit Lions, who tanked last week versus the Bears, and who I don't think are a very good team. I got the Panthers winning this game by at least 14 points. Uh, but definitely, if, they're, if I'm only having to give up four points, we're giving up less than a touchdown, I feel great about that pick. The last two I have, my Houston Texans minus three. We're coming off of a bye. You throw in the fact that we're getting a lot healthier. So it looks like Zach Cunningham is going to be back. It looks like Kiki QT is going to be back. Demarius Thomas has 
a bye week to actually learn the playbook because he had a pretty good game versus Denver, not even knowing Harley in the plays. We had to call a couple timeouts just so he could tell him what the play was actually supposed to be doing. Uh, and then you throw in our corners that should be back. I think uh, if Jonathan Joseph isn't back, at least we'll get uh, Sharice Wright and a couple others back. So I think that the, the Texans win this game by touchdown at least um, after a, a full week of a bye. Um, and I'm going with them to cover the three points. Uh, and then the last game, Monday Night Football. Green Bay Packers versus Seattle. I'm going with that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Look, man, every it's year, bad man. every it's year, bad man. you can try to say, oh, yeah, Packers, I don't know if the Packers are going to make the playoffs. And then what do they do when they, unless Aaron Rodgers is hurt? What happens? He makes the playoffs. I trust Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones to be able to have a balanced attack of rushing the ball and passing the ball versus Seattle to be able to keep off balance. And what do we know about Aaron Rodgers? Primetime games, do balls is what it is. And so if I'm getting who I think is a better team and I'm getting two points, I'm going to go with Green Bay to cover. I got to – Jared, before, you, before you go through that, one more thing, Jared. Before you go through that, uh, I thought you maybe got that confused. You do know that's a Thursday night game. You're, and they're playing at Seattle. You're, I mean, sorry, it was Thursday night. Yes, it's still primetime. I still feel good about it. And they're playing at Seattle. And you didn't hear my statement about why that was a dumb bet for you to bet on the Panthers. But you're going to bet on Green Bay you're going to Seattle on a Thursday night. I just want to throw that out there. I'm not even going to judge you for it. No judgment. <laughs> this is no judgment zone. I'm just going to throw that out there. But the one I will judge you on, this is actually, I'm going to throw the no judgment zone out of the window. You were betting on the Oakland Raiders. I don't know what got into you. At the end of the day, did you hear what the Oakland Raiders uh, reporter said? One of the veteran players told the other veteran player when they were leaving the locker room on uh, after the game against the Chargers. No, I did not. What did he say? One of the one of the reporters said he heard a veteran tell another veteran, "I got to get the hell out of here." That is what the Oakland Raiders players are saying right now. I've got to get the hell out of here. Nobody wants to be on the team. Nobody wants to play for Gruden. And the, I think the Cardinals will win by two touchdowns. I don't think this game is going to be very competitive at all. We'll see. I will tell you this. Aaron Rodgers is the exception. You can you, every rule there's an exception to the rule. You know, you can say, "Oh yeah, yeah, but this this happens." But except, you know, like I'll, I'll give you an example, Jeremy. You realize you you know you, you know what the law of gravity is, correct? Yeah. You know what the law of lift and thrust is? Is it an object? Uh, no, but I'm... it's it's an object going at a certain speed with a certain aerodynamic capacity. It will lift off of the ground like an airplane, and it will supersede the law of gravity. Likewise, the law of Thursday night football. Cheer. What are you talking about? <laughs> I will finish it. The law of Monday of Thursday night football road teams is superseded by the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers is going to go there, and he's going to fly. Seahawks not fly. I'm going with the Packers. I feel good on my pick. Let's go. I'm I'm glad you feel good about it. I'm glad you do. And that whole primetime thing actually worked out perfectly when they played the Patriots two weeks ago. <clears throat> definitely, definitely interesting, guys. So we're going to see if Jerry can pull it together next week. Uh, see if Jeremy can remain on top. You know, he's, a, he's up 100 bucks now, guys, so it's getting tight. Uh, but any closing arguments, guys? You guys, uh, myself, uh, looking forward to the Tiger Field matchup day after Thanksgiving, uh, HBO 24-7. Uh, it's actually on right now, so I'm going to check that out, but uh, any big plans for the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving holidays, fellas? A couple things. I'm going to be watching um, a couple very, very good things. Obviously, I'm watching a lot of football games. Jeremy, I believe the Saints and the Falcons play. 
Thursday night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll eat turkey for dinner, and then I'll eat Falcon a little later. Um, that sounded disgusting. Next, um, I'm definitely probably going to catch the Phil. Uh, the Phil and Tiger matchup. I should have said Tiger Phil because uh, I think Tiger's going to uh, fill his way all around the course and beat him up. Uh, besides that, I'm going to be watching that Saturday night Clemson-South Carolina game. Look, guys, every time South Carolina and Clemson play a night game under Dabo Sweeney, since Deshaun got there and changed all the momentum, we blow them out. We beat them 56-7. Then last year, they were like, never again. And then we beat them, what, it was 42-16 to or whatever it was. And then this year, we're even better, and I don't think they are. So anybody that would like to bet South Carolina minus 27.5 points, I will take it. Or plus 27.5 points, I will take it. <laughs> I'm 100%. I'll take, I'll... I'll take $25 on South Carolina plus 27 and a half. All right, bet. Oh, so we got a little side action here uh, for all the listeners, so we'll see what happens next week. Uh, Jeremy, what's going on, man? I know we're coming down to Charlotte. Uh, Looking forward to sitting out on the patio uh, with the fire pit. Yeah, I'm going to take you out of my city, man. We're going to stop and get some – Yeah, we're we're going to explore Charlotte. Charlotte, But, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll explore Charlotte. Maybe Wednesday night we'll go catch that Hornets game or something. We'll see what's going on. Um, Uh, Probably Wednesday during the day we're going to get you out on that course, and uh, it's going to be Rockabye Baby for you. So, definitely looking forward to that too. So, yeah, I'll definitely let the listeners know how that turns out I'll definitely make sure that you – yeah, I'll definitely make sure that I give you a couple strokes so you got a chance. But, I might even um, go live on the last hole just for the listeners, just so they know what happened. So we can have you know what? That would be awesome. Okay. That would be awesome. You know, I always generally like to finish with a birdie. So okay. uh, I'll probably be, you know, one stroke off of 59 and have to make a birdie to get there and, you know, probably get there on the last shot. So, mm. uh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, I think the Saints are going to destroy the Falcons. I'm looking forward to that. It's always something I look forward to. Uh, but it's going to be a great, great time. Hopefully, I'll get to watch uh, a lot of different things, some NBA, maybe watch LeBron and he- hear him talk about how much he needs some help and, um, you know, how close he is to cracking. I'm probably sending him a therapist or something. So, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be a great holiday treat. All right, guys. So, be sure to check us out next week. We're dropping the same time. Uh, also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Amibros underscore podcast. We will look forward to seeing you guys next week. Appreciate you guys.